Welcome to a brand spanking ass new episode of Take It Home, a wrestling podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Zach Hilton, and along with me via satellite in a uh, place of unknown origin, but I'm pretty sure he's going to talk to you about it, is... Business owner, Jay Steele. That's right. Property owner himself, Jay Steele. Live on location from my very own uh, gym. Now, now, before we get into the show, and we haven't had time for you to record a uh, actual commercial that we will have on the show, but uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit real quick. See, Jay Steele, yeah. as you've seen, has always advertised his personal training where he would come to your house or business or something like that. And now he actually has a location where he can train you himself. Am I correct? That is correct. Yeah, it's an actual physical location that actually exists. Um, you can actually Google it, um, and it'll bring you, uh, it'll give you directions how to get here. Oh, my. Um, it's, it's an, yeah, it's an actual building. Um, there's actual equipment in here. Uh, I have a thousand square feet of of room uh, mm. to train uh, to train either either one person or two people or up to ten people at a time. Oh my goodness, this sounds amazing! And like, uh, you do what kind of workouts? Just so whoever's listening and they want to give it a try, what kind of things do you specialize in? You know, it sounds uh, it sounds cliche. It kind of sounds big headed uh, to say this, but I can literally train all body types, all ages, all fitness levels. Whatever you're trying to do. I can help you, baby. I've done bodybuilding. I've done powerlifting. I've tried to lose weight. I've tried to gain weight. I've been a skinny kid. I've been a fat kid. I've been every kid in between. I've been injured. I've been healed. I've been ready to go. I've been not ready to go. I've been unmotivated. I've been motivated. I've been everything in between. No matter where you are, I can train you any way you want to. Whatever the goal is, I can get it for you we believe we believe in jay Steele. so go ahead and hit him with some contacts for your place real quick yeah easiest way is just go to hardworkworksfitness.com uh, and that'll give you all the info uh, the, the contact info email phone number all that good stuff i'm located on shore drive in virginia beach uh, so if you're around that area it's a quick little job for you if you're not in that area uh, might be a little bit of a drive for you, but I promise you it'll be worth it. Like I said, one-on-one, uh, if you just want, you know, you don't want to be intimidated by the gym, you ain't got to worry about that. Um, it's just one-on-one personal training. If you want to bring a friend, a little small group, uh, no contracts, no hidden fees, no, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, pretty sweet deal. And you know what? You know what? There may be a couple out there that's like, you know what? We're trying to lose weight together because you know what? I've always found it uh, working out for some people is better if they have someone else that can do it. You could do two people at once. Yeah, I can. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can bring and bring a friend if you want to. Um, like I said, I, I have enough space in here uh, to run probably upwards of about 10 people at a time in here. So if you got a whole bunch of friends that want to come all together or Maybe uh, maybe you're a coach out there listening. You want to get your team ready for for something. I can facilitate that as well. So yeah, but we're awesome. Uh, a lot of people want to uh, you know it's easier to suffer with a friend. You know it makes it easier for you to who to come. So I can facilitate that. Awesome. 100%. awesome, awesome, awesome! Congratulations, Jay. I'm excited about coming this week. I'm gonna check out these facilities myself, and I'm going to tighten this bod, get it ready for summer because it's only a matter of months away, baby. It's, it's about time to get ready for our summer bodies. That's 100%.
Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's go ahead and kick into the show. This show is kind of special because I'm not going to lie. I'm excited because I've been in this dreary, like just watching, following along of the WWE product lately. Uh, You and me talked about how we were going to get Wrestle Kingdom 12 because they were advertising one of their main events as Chris Jericho, the Alpha versus Kenny Omega, the Omega. And we were like, hey, this is this will be a fun show because this is the show that we saw uh shinsuke nakamura and we were so entranced with that show do you remember watching wrestle kingdom nine i believe oh i remember i remember so well um and we that was i believe at that point it was only about five hours and we sat through all five hours and watched that show uh and there was a lot of different stuff going on there and it was it was really enjoyable to see a, a different product at that time. And like you said, uh, we did get to see Shinsuke Nakamura for the very first time. Uh, we fell in love, and we just uh, orgasmed all over the place. Um, and we were just so excited to, to see this man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So now we sit here. The pay-per-view happened January 4th. You know, I got my membership on uh, NJPW World. Uh, their app is a little funky, but I, I got it eventually, but I tried to watch it on my Amazon fire stick because they have an app on it now and it kept breaking down trying to watch it. So I had to eventually just watch it on the, well, I put it through my laptop to the big screen. I wasn't sure if my laptop would be able to show it, but it did. Um, yeah, well, I was, I had problems with it too, because, uh, like I was texting you, it kept buffering for me. Right. I was trying to watch it on the, uh, fire stick, but it, it eventually it did, it did work out, but right. it took, uh, it took me a good two hours almost to get through the first match. Yeah, boy, oh uh, boy. Because of all the buffering, but. A six hour show turned into a 12 hour extravaganza. Exactly. Oh my God. Okay. So, right. Go, the jumping in of that, this show is six hours long. And we're not going to talk the whole show. We're just going to hit yeah. on some highlights, some people that we know, some, you know, even the main event. I don't know other than who was it? Uh, Okada, I believe. Okada versus Naoto Na- uh, or Naoto or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, we're going to hit on some matches we wanted to watch. Um, like the first hour, which I'm not even, I'm not afraid to say, I skipped because it's a battle royal. Yep. It was an hour goddamn long battle royal. And to me, a person who's not uh, fluent in this product, I, I, I have no care or stake into this battle royal. So I went ahead and skipped it. Um, but the first match mm-hmm. we watch are the Young Bucks facing off with Rapapangi? Yeah, I think, uh, I feel like the abbreviation is like RP3K is okay. their abbreviation. Well, I know their names are like Yo and Show or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, th- so this is for the junior weight tag team championships. And for an open, for me, for being an open, and, you know, I've seen the Young Bucks, I've seen them in Ring of Honor and TNA and such, so they were names that I could watch, and I, I was actually shocked. I think it's less super kicky than I remember the Young Bucks are, because they advertise doing super kicks like it's going out of style. Um, yeah, this, yeah. This one was was definitely less super kicky than what I was anticipating. Right, and I kind of and I kind of enjoy uh, during the match. This is my favorite part of it. I believe it's Matt gets thrown out of the ring and uh, hits the floor hard, 
And um, throughout the duration of the match, he's selling his back. So much so, like, his brother tries to tag him out, and he's like, I can't come in yet, so you keep going. That's some tag team stuff that you don't see often. Like, actual physical wear down where the tag team member can't come back in, so he doesn't want to tag. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, I did like that. Um, like I said, I was really expecting, um, and we'll get into to some more of it, but I was really expecting this just to be, super kicks all day, every day for, for this whole match. So I was really surprised that it wasn't like that. I do feel like there was more of a story that they were telling um, yeah. than, than everything I expected. So it definitely was uh, better than what I had originally anticipated it to be yeah i felt like they told a good story it flowed well and they even got in very very good high spots um but i think my only critique right now is and this goes through the duration of the show i fucking hate the referee counts oh my god if i watch one more ref like pull back so they make sure they don't pull three. Oh my God, I might choke someone. Yeah, um, you, you definitely tell when um, when it was going to be the end, or if it was just going it was going to be a kickout. So that was very uh, very hard tell on on their part. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so I you know I enjoyed this match. I thought uh, both teams did well, and the Young Bucks uh, walked out as a seven time junior uh, weight tag team champions and that's a, that was the story that i was being told the entire time they did a good job the commentary team did a good job talking about how the bucks were craving getting the titles back for the unprecedented time yeah the only um so like like i said um this match is much better than i anticipated because i expected it to be super kicks all day uh really my my only gripe was i just feel like in that beginning like 10 minutes i feel like i don't know which one it was yo or show but I just feel like they freaking killed him with all the moves. Right. Like they hit him with so many things. To even one point where they brought him outside of the ring and like we're hitting moves on the on the uh, on the ramp and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So that's kind of my only really critique with it is that I just now, I, I do like, you think that is because you're so used to the American style of like WWE, WCW, things like that, that when they're in Japan, like it almost seems accustomed to do 50,000 moves in a match? Yeah, and I think that's, I guess what it is too, because I honestly, the last time I watched any New Japan was the last time we watched Wrestle Kingdom. So, right. um, so yeah, it definitely goes to what I'm used to seeing 100% because um, that's, uh, I have kind of those same remarks for some other things later on uh, in the show as well. But I, I do think it's because I'm not used to watching the Japanese style of, uh, of, of wrestling. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really, and I think it's still even a, a very tiny gripe is just the amount of, of moves that I felt were used. Uh, I felt like the, the kid, oh, well, he's dead. But um, then they're still like, you know, the yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So the next match we go to, uh, we went to Cody with Brandy Rhodes versus Bushi. And, and I, what? You go. Oh, I, I, was, I, was, I just wanted to leave this off before you said anything. Okay. Go for it. 
I love the way Cody looks right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the blonde hair. I love it looks like he's wearing a little bit of eyeliner. Uh, I love the American Nightmare uh, gimmick of Cody. And, uh, yeah, damn, that Brandy Rhodes, though. Right, right. Oh, my God. Oh, my. So, so, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that. I've probably seen a couple Cody uh, things since leaving the WWE uh, a little over a year ago, two years ago or whatever he did. Um, so, you know, I've seen a little bit here and there. I'm always a fan of his. I just don't have uh, the the motivation to just watch YouTube clips of him. You know what I mean? Um, so, so this was one of the cool, like bonuses. I, I learned like a week, uh, going into the pay-per-view that he was going to be on it. I was like, cool. I get to watch Cody. I'm excited. This is great. And right when he came out, I was like, this motherfucker is a star. Like, I don't care what you say while being away from WWE. He has transformed himself to being a name outside of being in the E and just his presence, especially uh, Brandy, because like talk about a person that, you know, she was just, you know, a ring announcer. And now she's actually a performer and a well-rounded manager. Um, I remember during the match that like uh, I believe uh, Bushi uh, jumped out of the ring and hit both uh, Brandy and Cody and she was uh, passed out and Bushi checked on her. And then Cody punched Bushi, and she was just faking it. And I was like, good job, like, incorporating the manager A, incorporating a female manager, which I feel like, especially in the WWE, doesn't get used often anymore. Yeah, I really like that. I, I knew that's where you were going with that, too, because that was going to be my main, uh, one of the main highlights of this match. Is, um, and then they, they did a great, I'm glad the production team was on spot, too, because they had a really good angle of after Bushi, uh, picked her up and then yeah cody hit him and then he dropped brandy she still looks like she's passed out and then cody like crawls over to her and they do this like just dastardly smile like yeah we've been right. the whole time like, the production team was on spot with that camera angle and yeah. it seems like a little little thing but how many times have we talked about wwe messing up on some paramount like production that could have made things so much bigger you oh know? yeah no totally like they they got it right um, I will talk more about the production near the end. I do have some like ifs about them, but I, you're you're 100 percent correct. The, the fact that 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 would be a page in a magazine, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, would have that as like the fucking cover uh, with that shot. But I I all around I I still have to think about it, and maybe I'll give my final answer at the end of this. I think this is my match of the night because. I enjoy Cody so much. And Bushi, we saw in the... Am I right that he was in the Cruiserweight Classic? Yes. Yes, that was the last time we saw him. So, so like, watching both these guys and being familiar with them, it really helped me enjoying this match. And like I said, it's potentially going to be my favorite match of the night. Uh, what else you got on this one? Yeah, um, honestly, this is the front runner for my match in that as well. I really love the story that these guys told. Like, um, and again, being familiar with them, I knew who they were. I felt like I had a stake in the match too. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I just really like how Cody attacked Bushi's neck. Yes. Um, and everything, and everything that they did, and he really just 
worked everything. And even though they did get to some higher spots later on in the match, um, they built it so well. And I feel like everything that they did made sense. And again, how we were just talking about the last match, this match to me really like piqued my interest and really pulled me in because I, I really, my, my disbelief was suspended the entire time. I wasn't like, you know, um, okay, yeah, here's another move, here's another move, here's another move. Um, the only downfall, and again, I said it before, is after Cody, it was pretty early in the match, actually, Cody hit his uh, reverse DDT spinning thing. Ooh, uh, off the apron. To the outside. That should have been it. Yeah, I was like, okay, he's dead. He's fucking dead. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Throw him in, pin him, it's over. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's really my only downfall to that. Uh, but everything else, I just feel like, the entire match besides that was perfect to me. Um, I feel like they could have changed, changed a couple things and you could have put that later on. Um, and Cody still could have, um, you know, um, messed up later on or whatever the case might be. But, um, yeah, it's, it's in the front runner of uh, my match of night. So I got to say about that. That's all he has to say about that. From there, we're going to move on to the fatal four-way, uh, the junior heavyweight, championship match um going into this i've never heard oh well no excuse me that's a lie i've heard of will offspray but i've never seen a match of his i know i've seen clips of him and ricochet but this is my first time ever watching a match with him and coming into it okay i'm interested i'm gonna open up and give it up for him and to be honest i'm not all that impressed with will Orsbury. like i don't I, I and and I will say this, I understand why people like him. I get it. There, he is a weird science invention of whoever you made as your creative character in WrestleMania 2000 on when you were in middle school. Like I completely get being that's what he yeah he does every single move. Uh, athletically, like Everything. I'm not taking anything away. The guy's athletic as so fuck. athletic, um, so athletic, so athletic, and like wow, just it, amazing things by by Will, and then the other three guys as well. Oh, um, yeah, and you, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. Like he's he's definitely the creator wrestler, where you give him all the cool moves, um, and then you have him do all the crazy things, um, and that's why you love him, right? Um, I will say as a surprise not not the extent but the person that i'm walking away with in this not only match but show that i'm looking forward to seeing in the future is marty scroll like i have never been so enthralled with a heel like him like the way he just kept calling out his moves that he's going to do to you and how quick he was and how vicious he was. The hand finger breaking gimmick, good God, I thought he was breaking their hands for real. Um, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say um that I really enjoyed. Um there was a couple of times like he caught I don't remember who he caught, but there was a couple of times he caught him in a rear naked choke out of nowhere. Yes, yes, yeah, um, the chicken wing. Yeah, and that was um, that. That popped me. I was like, "Holy! I didn't like where where did that come from?" Yeah, um, but I, but I will say, um, I didn't watch this entire match. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, 
I went about halfway, and then I just I couldn't. Well, it's so much. It's so fucking much. Yeah, and so I just I probably went about twelve ten ish minutes, and then I just fast forward to the end because I was like, okay, I'm. I can't anymore. I, I just can't. Well, I, I completely get that because honestly, it, like to watch it, you have to open up two Red Bulls and fucking down some Adderall to get this match through your fucking skull. But that yeah. being said, I did enjoy watching. Like I said, Marty was a joy to watch and the other two guys were hitting some vicious stuff. So that kept like it was hilarious. The one guy uh, with the short hair who did uh, back in time as his finish, he did hit like 42 power bombs to the outside on the guys. And I thought, Jesus Christ, how are these guys still alive? And that goes back to you saying, you know, like, goddamn. It doesn't move mean anything anymore. And that's the, yeah. that's the different. Now, I don't know if my mind's trained to the E, but it is very like how much selling do you actually get across if you're just hitting all these moves? But I tell you what, at the very end, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see Marty get the, um, the umbrella? I didn't know. Okay. Let me tell you, my man picks up his umbrella and I'm talking like across the face, pointed in on both uh, the the um, other guys, not Will Offspray, but the other guys across their face. And I I've never screamed so loud in my life because it looked vicious. Oh, so then oh. Uh, Will Ospreay hits his standard fucking creator wrestler RKO on um, Marty for the pin, and Will Ospreay's the fucking champion. Good for him. Uh, like I said, I don't I don't have any ill will towards the guy. I get why people like him. Just too too much for me. He's too much. He's too. I can't drink that much Mountain Dew to watch him. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying too. Like um, all these guys, hats off to them. They are more athletic than I am to pull off all the, all those moves that they, that they do and make them look so pretty hats off to them. That is just, um, and again, I won't hate on them. It's just not my, not my taste of, of wrestling. I, I don't, right. I don't care for that. I like, I like to be able to, to, to the psychology of things. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Now, if I was, 13 again? I would it's be the, all it, over this. Exactly. It's the match you want to watch. It's fucking Lucha Libre at its finest. Yeah, um, exactly. But we go from there um, to the match that we were ordering the pay-per-view for a reason. Uh, we go to Chris Jericho facing off with Kenny Omega. Um, starting with the entrances, uh, you know, Chris Jericho coming out with his standard jacket. He brought back the jacket, which I understand. I mean, that's his label now. That's if his you calling want. card. That's his calling card now. Um, and he comes out. It's, you know, kind of cool. And then fucking Kenny Omega comes out with the Young Bucks, but he's dressed as like an Egyptian god with an yeah, anime I, gun. I Yeah, I was thinking um, almost it was almost kind of like Mega Man 2 in a way. Yeah. Like he looked with, like with the, with the cannon. He lo- looked like he just watched Stargate for the first time and was like, "I need to wear what these guys wear," and he had that big gun, it. which I get the gun because he does the pointing of the gun finger gimmick. Um, but right. like, I was still just I was like, "Wow, this outfit looked like it costs a lot, but it don't look great." 
Um, but also for that too, like yeah. Japanese crowds love that shit. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So this match, you know, no DQ, and the well, the positive. Yes, it was announced before. Okay. Well, I guess I I totally missed that then because I was like. Well, they started using weapons and stuff. I was like, uh, well, it okay. was, well, I'll be honest. It, it was bad of the referee because the referee started doing counts like when Chris Jericho, like, or no, Kenny grabbed the rope and he was counting Chris Jericho. And he was like, it's fucking no DQ, you idiot. And yeah. like, I kind of agree. And that'll come up later on. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it. I, I have a few not likes in this match. A, the referee not being on the ball with the no DQ is stupid. B, it's no DQ, rope breaks don't matter. Kenny Omega hit him with his uh, Kenny finish, and Jericho grabbed the rope. rope. No, that shouldn't count. And then my final dislike of the match, when Kenny hits his final gimmick on the chair and goes for the pin, that wasn't a pin. Like, he didn't pin him. He didn't sit on him. He just grabbed his leg. That's not a pin. And the fact that, like, that counted as one, really, uh, once again, just made the match a little less than great. Like, don't get it twisted. I like this match. I don't love this match. And I think it's okay that I don't love this match because it's not Chris Jericho prime. It's Kenny Omega working with a guy past his prime. It, it you, to, to be honest, we're watching a match where, uh, for me, and this is what I think, it's almost a tryout match for Kenny to go to the E. That being said... They did everything that was written in the goddamn handbook. Oh, um, God. I did yep. enjoy that they did the no DQ stuff at first, like in the beginning, and then got into wrestling because for a little bit there, I was like, did they make it no DQ because Chris Jericho just doesn't want to wrestle? Because I felt like that's the, his entire goal of the match was use the chair, use no DQ, use the tables, use the fucking you know, uh, TV screens, but I never felt like Chris Jericho wanted to wrestle. And then eventually he did. I just, I don't know if they told a good story. That's my only beef with the match. That's, that's what I was going to say is uh, same thing. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I was expecting, I was just expecting more out of it, you know? Right. Um, and that's why I was really confused with the no DQ as well. Cause, um, first of all, I, I missed that part apparently, um, the second part with that, I was like, well, I, then I know once I, once I saw it, obviously with our user weapons and stuff, and, and now it's no DQ, I, I see. Um, now I just know that I'm not going to get what I expected. Because I expected, like, a really badass wrestling match. Right. Because, because of the guy, like Chris Jericho, and I've seen Kenny Omega once, maybe twice before, and I know that he can wrestle. He's a pretty good technician. So I was expecting this this Matt Classic, if you will. Yeah. Um, and obviously didn't didn't get that. But but what it did turn out to be, like I said, I don't hate it either. But yeah, I was just expecting more, and so I kind of feel a little let down from that. Right. But to the point, like you said, I can fully see looking back and retracing this match. Um, it's it's pretty pretty much like you said a, a tryout because they did so many things. Um, they did some wrestling, they did some brawling, they did uh, obviously all their promos and some of that too. So I I could see where all of this goes into 
tryouts like checks in the box. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, you know, at WWE tryouts, they're like, hey, don't do all the things you can do. Just do the basics and we'll get from there. But I think Kenny yeah. Omega's at the point in his career where it's like he would come in just like AJ on the main roster. He wouldn't go to NXT. And if that's the fact, then we got to see how and, you know, if you've seen any NXT guys or whatever, like, they try them out with Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? Like, Baron Corbin's and uh, uh, somebody. Who who came up and Chris Jericho uh, was their first feud? Like, Fandango was one. Fandango, yeah. Um, um, there was another guy. Well, uh, D- Dean Ambrose, you know, to test him out if he was main event quality. Like, I always feel like Chris Jericho's the test. And I almost feel like this was WWE's way of being like, look, we're not going to just rush and buy this kid. Show us how he does. And it, what was cool is that Chris Jericho came off very rated R in this match. Like, I enjoyed the fact that he was a different Jericho than what we're used to seeing. Um, but for a match that I felt like, like you just said, I was looking for wrestling quality and that's what I look at Chris Jericho. I don't think of no DQ, um, hardcore style with Chris. I look at wrestling and I wish the match itself was more wrestling than fight. The match is very physical. It's a physical match. They beat the shit out of each other. And if that was the goal, then you did it. You fucking did it. But that doesn't mean I have to love it. Yeah, and I was going to say that um, with that, I mean, it did from the get kind of seem like that blood feud, you right. know, um, which, well, which I can see where that where the match comes from. Right. Um, but also the other premise of the match, too, was who is the best in the world. Right. And... It was that's where we both feel should have been more wrestling. Like who is the better in the ring? Well, it sucks so. because like, okay, so Chris Jericho attacked uh, someone else like the next night and like Chris Jericho is going to face them at like a big show in California, like whatever show that's coming here. And in my mind, wrestle kingdom should have been a wrestling match. And then the rematch should have been, Kenny Omega and him in a no DQ brawl. It's like they stuffed three months of story in one match and it just felt too much. It was almost like how, how, like how we were saying earlier with the junior weights, like they shoved so much in there that nothing is selling. It's they shoved too much story into this one match that nothing felt legitimate. Like I don't think Kenny Omega is a better wrestler. Because, hey, you didn't show me that much wrestling. I don't think Kenny Omega is a better brawler. You uh, you did, like, half and half brawl. Like, there was just too much of every, too little of everything when they should have focused on more of one thing. Yeah, and I guess to, to top it all off and kind of piggyback what you said, I don't see, like, if they brought over Kenny Omega now in the next couple of months to WWE, yeah. um, I wouldn't be as like excited about it because like you said, it, yeah. Okay. So he pinned Chris Jericho in Japan for us 12, but he didn't really beat Chris Jericho. Right. If, if, that, if that makes sense. And I think is what yeah. you're trying to say also. Yeah. Well, Chris Jericho faced Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 19 and it was a classic wrestling match. You know, he's yeah. had classic wrestling matches with Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Like, 
actual wrestling matches. That's not the Chris Jericho we got. We got blood feud Chris Jericho after three, like the three month mark. And to me, that's not building. You guys just were like, here's this explosion of shit. Have fun. And like I said, it's not a bad match. I told, I said on um, someone's Facebook, I was like, I like this match out of five stars. I give it 3.7. That ain't too bad. Yeah, I mean, it ain't too bad. Again, like we both said, don't hate it, just don't love it. Exactly. Let's go to uh, the main event now. We, uh, I feel like we talked a lot about uh, Chris and Kenny. So the main event was uh, Okada versus... Um, Nate Yeah. And, you know, I was talking to my friend about it, and he said, I'm interested in seeing what you think of this match story-wise because you know we don't watch he kind of follows along so he knows what the story was about we i have no idea what the fuck is going on going into this all i knows is and this is the best way i can describe this match it's like a 40 to 45 minute match and okana gets his ass handed to him 75 percent of this match and then comes out with the win and with the amount yep. of work that they put in, like of like moves and the forty-seven neck breakers that your boy did, like I'm sorry, I I this match kind of bored me. Uh, I mean, like not to a level of like I don't want to watch or you know WWE boredom where it's like nothing's happening in the middle. I just felt like from the get go, I don't care about this match. So both these guys, you know, or at least um, O'Connor get his ass kicked the entire time doesn't mean anything to me. I get that you're telling me on commentary that the other guy was voted wrestler of the year and he's MVP, but he's not world champ. But it just, I don't know, nothing clicked for me in this match. I felt like at least O'Connor didn't want to be there. Yeah, um, I honestly feel the same way and I was bored during okay. the match. Okay. Um, it was just too long. Because, like, like you said, um, so number one, they're telling me that Okada already has neck issues, which I remember from before. I remember they were talking about that back in Rust Kingdom 9 when we watched. Right. Um, and then, yeah, this this dude is literally just beating the shit out of Okada and breaking his neck for 32 of the 47-minute match, whatever it was, and just... Like, I was just so taken out of it because of all that. Like, okay, like, this this guy's dead. You, you're, right. you killed him. You should have killed him. Um, and, yeah, I just, I was I was bored by it because I, from, something told me from all the damage that he was doing to Okada's neck and then the way that they were talking about it on commentary, I was like, well, Okada's going to retain. He's going to hit a couple something. of rainmakers right. and, and retain. That's exactly what happened. Right, and it went exactly. It's it, you know they were trading their finishes back and forth for like a good five minutes, and then they got to the the end, and he won. And I was just like, I don't, I don't get what you, like you're saying. Is this like him going uh, almost a heel route now, Okada? Because the other guy seemed extremely over with the crowd. By the way, um. I just, is he, I know my friend was telling me that Okana is like John Cena, how he's treated over there, like no offense, mm. then gets three moves of doom wins. So uh, okay. I, I, that's why he was telling me. I don't know. But 
I just, I did not get engaged in the match. This was the one match that I, I just didn't care about watching. And this is your main event, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. well, it was so, weird. Um, Naoto, uh, that's how you say his name. So he won the G1, which I guess essentially is like their Royal Rumble. Kind right. of. It's not a battle royal, but right. like they go through a huge tournament, and then the winner gets a title shot at, you know, Wrestle Kingdom. So I think their G1 is kind of like the Royal Rumble. So gotcha. And I guess this guy, Naoto, is... Um, so since he won it, he's like, you know, next world champ, next world champ, that, that type of thing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, not knowing any of their storyline, but just watching it, I feel like they dropped the ball. Like, why wouldn't you have this kid beat him? Like, he beat the yeah. shit out of him the whole time. And now <laughs> you just made him, look like a, you made him look like a pussy because none of his stuff mattered. Right. Right. I, d- I don't know. Like, okay, so let's let's... That was the show. That's the highlights that we wanted to talk about. Um, what would you what would you rank this out of ten? Watching the show now, I'm not gonna lie. I broke it up in two halves. I watched like half the show, half the show. Um, yeah. What are you? Well, there's a lot of buffering for me. So yeah, I know this is <laughs> I know this is gonna affect your score. But what what is your score for this show? Um, you know, I'm. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna do it a solid. I'm gonna give it a seven point five because um, I really liked Cody and Bushi, um, and that kind of set the bar really high for me because I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed the tag team match. Yeah. Ninety eight percent of it. So I'm gonna go seven point five for the entire show. Right. So a little bit better. A little bit better than average. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess I'll give it a standard seven. I'll say it's good. Um, I enjoyed watching what I watched. I enjoyed every match except the main event. Um, you know, and, the, and for each of them, what they are. You know, I'm a Mortal Kombat guy. I like my fights to look real or you know very painful and such. And this product and some of the matches feel like Marvel vs. Capcom where it's just straight-up lights, blaring sound, and that's how, like, this feels, cartoony. And granted, it's not my cup of tea, but it was nice to watch not WWE. And um, I guess... And that being said, it was nice seeing Cody and Bushi. Like, I think after, you know, debating about this, it is my favorite match of the night. And then I would probably go um, the Fatal 4-Way. Then I would go Chris and uh, Omega tag team titles and then the main event in that order. So I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'm going to keep the product. I don't think I'm going to keep the, uh, the, uh, the subscription. I see that they have free stuff on their app. So maybe, you know, if I ever get a little tired of the E, I'll just watch some of their free stuff. Um, it's just, I, I don't know if it's a hundred percent for me, but I enjoyed watching it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as nine. Yeah, I think, well, here's the thing too. I think we probably would have enjoyed it better if our plans went as they were. Maybe uh, that's a good call. Spoilers for, for everybody. I got in a little bit of a, uh, little bit of a car bender. accident. I'm okay. I'm mm-hmm. away to uh, Zach's house to watch. Yeah. Uh, Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. So I feel like that kind of soured the whole thing also. 
Um, because we, yeah, nine, we really enjoyed watching that, but we we were surrounded by people. Also. Yeah, we didn't get to yeah. have our match where we get to say piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. I think that's exactly. where this all lays down is that we didn't get to have that match. Yeah, you're right, and that's, you could be 100%. right. You know, we we watched highlighted matches. Uh, you know, we didn't watch the whole thing. Maybe those matches we didn't watch, we would be more into because we are both of like fans of Brock Lesnar, and I didn't feel like I had any of those matches. Yeah, we we definitely need uh, some type of some type of just all they're doing is not wrestling style, but literally like punching each other in the face, right? And uh, you know, that, that actual, or chopping the hell out of each other, that classic Japanese strong style that you hear about. Yeah, so maybe maybe I'll, you know, I'll watch a couple of the other matches, see if those are there, maybe swing you, hey, watch watch this match, and maybe I might upgrade it to 8 or a 7.5, but right now, I think it's good. It was nice to cleanse my palate. I wish what I was cleansing with was just going to make me love it a little more, but I'll take like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true that. Awesome. Um, and I'll, I'm going to piggyback, too. I, I, Cody Ibushi is my match of the night, too. And I knew that after I saw it, I was like, that's match of the night for me. Guaranteed, get top that for me. Yeah, that's how I felt, too. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So that is our review of Wrestle Kingdom 12. If you want to watch it, I say watch it. Uh, this has been Take It Home. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Take It Home Pod. If you want to give us an email, a suggestion, a show to watch, maybe some New Japan stuff that we haven't seen that we would enjoy, shoot us an email, Take It Home 757. We also have Facebook, Take It Home. And on Instagram, it's podcasting underscore couch. You want to listen to all previous episodes, go to podcastingcouch.podbean.com or search iTunes Podcasting Couch. Jay, how about you go ahead one more time? Give them the information for your driving school. I mean, your your training school, because I don't think we're going to send anybody to your driving school yet. No, we're definitely like, definitely not going to open a driving school anytime <laughs> soon. But I do have a, a personal training studio. Okay, uh, you can find me hardworkworksfitness.com. We'll give you all the info on there, but. I'm on Facebook, Hard Work Works Fitness, Instagram, same thing. Uh, and then uh, Twitter is going to be hard underscore work underscore works. You can find me in all that stuff. Um, like I said, I do online training as well. So if you're not in 757 area uh, and you can't get in here to train one-on-one or train with a friend, I do online training also do program design. You can ask Zach. I design some programs for him yep. as well. Um so, uh, yeah, you can hit me up all those platforms. Uh, email me. Also, you can go hardworkworksfitness@gmail.com. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Well, all right. Well, let's go ahead and leave this one. Take us out with a Japanese Iggy. <laughs> Not racist at all. <laughs> 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 <laughs>